Welcome home, Spiritual Human. I'm your host, Stacey McGee, and you are listening to the Spirit Fluent Podcast, a gathering place for spiritual humans, where each week we talk about becoming fluent in all things spiritual. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Spirit Fluent Podcast. It's me, Stacey McGee. Uh, Today, I want to talk about something that I really don't see a lot of other people really talking about, and that is neurodivergence, um, and more specifically, autism, when it comes to spiritual gifts. Um, A lot of you guys know, uh, if you follow me on TikTok, if you're one of the 350 some odd thousand people that follow me on TikTok, you guys know uh, that I was a late diagnosed autistic person. And at first, this was something that I kind of found quite unbelievable. Um, And I've told this story many times, but I feel like I I should share it again for those of you that are new here. Um, Back when I was about 42, a couple of my friends started noticing that I was really displaying some autistic traits. And they kind of looked at each other and one said to me, they go, I think you're autistic. And the other one kind of looked at me and then looked at my other friend and she was like, yeah, me too. I think you're autistic. And one of my friends was neurotypical and one was autistic. And I was sitting here going, there, there is literally no way on this planet that I am autistic. I was on honor roll in high school. I played softball. I was a cheerleader. I own a manufacturing company. I have issued patents there's no way I am autistic because I saw autistic in the box that media portrayed it into, which was the non-empathic, non-verbal person who struggles to fit into the world. And while I had always kind of felt like I struggled to fit in no matter what, I just didn't feel like I fit that box. And so I was just kind of in disbelief when my friends said, I think you're autistic. And so one of my friends says, Hey, look, she was a nurse. She's like, I will take a test with you and you take it and I'll take it. We'll see how we score. And uh, this will kind of determine it. I'll I'll take it as a baseline. So we both took this same autism test um, that she had come up with. I don't know. She's a nurse where she got it from. But when the scores came back, she had scored something like an eight. And I don't remember the exact numbers, but she had scored something like an eight. And I had scored like 188 on the same test, meaning that I was absolutely autistic. And I was floored. Um, My whole life was a lie at that point. I was like, oh my God, what the hell is going on? Um, And it took me a moment or a long moment, some days and months to fully process what that meant. And I remember going to my father and I said, Hey dad, I think I'm autistic. Um, I took this test and he goes, Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you are because they mentioned something about that back in grade school when you were in third grade, but they said you functioned normally enough and not to worry about you. (laughs) So this was back in the eighties when mental health care was just non-existent, right? Um, it was just really hard to get. Um, and then he floors me with another comment and he goes, I think I'm autistic too. And then all of a sudden, everything started to make sense. One of my spiritual gifts is being 
um, a medical intuitive. And I had noticed quite quickly that my father was also. And I remember asking him, hey, dad, how do you know what is wrong with your patients? And he, he told me this. He says, I don't know how. He says, I don't look at a chart. I don't look at a blood work or anything like that. They walk in my office and I just know, I instantly know what is going on with them. And it's just like this knowing and this feeling. And when he said that, I knew he was also a medical intuitive like me. And that if he was a medical intuitive and I was a medical intuitive and I was autistic, then he sure as hell also was autistic. And so it sent me down this huge rabbit hole of research and trying to understand And one thing that has very recently, the past year or so, started to click with me is that everything that we're taught about neurodivergence, autistic, ADHD, um, Asperger's, what used to be called Asperger's, it's now lumped into autism, and all those other neurodivergent traits is pretty much from the perspective of a neurotypical person who is trying to make sense and understand neurodivergence. And a couple days ago, there was a study that came out and I'm going to have to look up the name. I can't recall it guys, but it was a long study that had essentially determined that the brains of a neurodivergent autistic person functioned completely differently than those who were neurotypical. And I was like, this makes so much sense. And I, if you guys know me, I love to connect the scientific and the spiritual together and kind of play connect the dots with these things. And I started to connect the dots because if I am autistic, the things that I know about myself is one, I am definitely super, super empathic. So the belief that people who have autism and neurodivergent traits are less empathic is absolutely untrue. I feel everybody's shit at all times. And when I do these readings for autistic um, and special needs children, I can tell you they feel everybody's shit. They feel every emotion, every sensation on a much heightened awareness level. And I came to realize because one of my diagnoses is also having um, a type of synesthesia called mirror touch synesthesia. And I want to actually say that mine is actually different than mirror touch, but there is actually no defined type of synesthesia for this. So I just say I have mirror touch synesthesia. So mirror touch synesthesia is where if someone breaks their right arm, you're going to feel in your left arm that they broke their arm, right? It's going to kind of be on the opposite side. Well, mine is a little bit more intense where I call it direct touch, where if you broke your right arm, I'm going to feel pain in my right arm. If you have allergies, I'm going to feel allergies, which right now, by the way, guys, that's why I'm all sniffly. I I am not putting off this pad- podcast. I'm just going to segue. I am not putting off this podcast for anything, for allergies, for nothing. I'm getting this done because this is a part of how I'm going to help 
support you guys in the future without burning myself the hell out. So anyways, back to the synesthesia. Um, when I found out I had mirror touch synesthesia or what I'm calling direct touch synesthesia, um, because that's really more accurate for me, everything really made sense with the autism thing. One, because the only people who have this are amputees and autistic people. But I started to compare the types of synesthesia with the types of, I was comparing the types of synesthesia to the types of Claire's. So when you look at a Claire, these are psychic abilities. We have clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairempathy, clairsentience, clairalience, clairgustance, clairtangency, clairtangency, touch or feeling, able to receive messages by touching or holding objects, clairgustance, ability to taste transmitted by spirit. Well, there's a lot of correlating types of synesthesias that pretty much match up with these. Um, whether they're projective synesthesias or associative synesthesias, um, like chromosynesthesia, sound to color, you know, that translates very similar to the psychic gift of clairaudience. And that just started to blow my mind, right? And things like spatial sequence synesthesia were people have superior memories and can recall past events and memories in detail. And, you know, all of these spiritual gifts seemed to have a direct correlation with a type of diagnosed medical diagnostic term synesthesias. And it kind of blew my mind. I was like, Oh my God synesthesia is literally the same thing as Claire's as psychic gifts. And it blew my fucking mind. You guys, it blew my mind. And I realized this, that the neurodivergent people are in fact, the spiritual people, the shamans, the ones that are here the healers to change the world, the ones that are here to change the world. They are the Edison's, the Tesla's, you know, those that feel and see and things on multiple different levels in ways that a neurotypical person cannot see. And one day I was watching a video of, um, I believe it's called the Wailing Wall. If I'm incorrect, please correct me. Um, in Jerusalem, and I saw an Orthodox Jewish person praying, and as they rocked and prayed, spirit told me, "See, look, an autistic person must have taught them how to pray." And I realized that rocking was a similar rocking that I do when I connect to spirit, and. Spirit has just been blowing my mind with this. And I don't even know if I'm articulating this in a way that is understandable, but it just rocked my world 
to realize for so long the neurodivergence have been completely misunderstood. And in the past three months, Spirit has been teaching me about the sole purpose of the rainbow. And I did a class on this. If you guys want to watch that, that's on my YouTube. Uh, It's an hour-long class, so go check it out. But Spirit started teaching me about the sole purposes. And Spirit was defining seven primary soul purposes. But then Spirit started teaching me something else because I started seeing things in a different way. So for so long, when I would do a soul purpose reading for people, I would see three layers of colors with them. The layer of consciousness first, the layer of subconsciousness, and then the soul or the energetic or auric layer third. And then all of a sudden I started getting people who would come in who had more than those three colors. And I was like, what is going on? Why are these people showing up with more colors? And spirit was telling me like, these are the people of the rainbow. And I was like, excuse me, what is this? And those of the rainbow I have been taught by spirit are what are called the leaders of light. And they are those who are here to change the world, to usher in the transitions, to create new thought processes, new dynamics, new understandings. And we are very much in a transition right now from the divine masculine, which has gotten quite toxic, honestly, to the divine feminine. And the universe is trying to rebalance itself. And during times of rebalance, there seems to be a higher amount of neurodivergent and autistic people being born. Um, I truly believe that those with autism are born. Um, That's just my opinion. um, And we'll stick with that. But it kind of blew my mind. I was like, yeah, that's why there's so many autistic kids now. They're the leaders of light that are being born to change the way the world is it thinks about things and understands things. And so as I started to get more and more readings with these people, the rainbows, the leaders of light, there are things that I have learned. So if you've gone to my website, maybe you've taken the sole purpose test and you're having a hard time picking one of those questions and you're like, well, there's a few that resonate. Um, highly possible. You actually might be a rainbow Um, there are kind of three qualifying traits that I have discovered about those who carry the sole purpose of the rainbow. One, all rainbows are neurodivergent in some way. Now, not all neurodivergent people are rainbows, but all rainbows are neurodivergent. Whether it's dyslexia, ADHD, autism, you get the picture. They will have one of these in their lives. They may not know it, Um, They might suspect it, but, you know, like me, I didn't even know for a while, right? All right. Number two, rainbows have led some quite interesting lives. And when a rainbow tells someone about their life story, they're typically like, oh, wow, that's intense. Or you should write a book about that. Or, wow, um, that's very interesting because they can't believe that it's true that you've had such an incredible life story, such 
interesting things that have happened to you or traumatic things. Um, rainbows often deal with a lot of childhood trauma, not always, but very, very often. Um, rainbows also, and this is, this is the one trait where I was like, yeah, this makes sense with the whole neurodivergent thing. Um, but rainbows struggle to fit into social groups, political parties, religion, anything with rules, regulations, or structures. Um, even if you have like a friend group and you're a rainbow, you may always feel kind of like the odd one out. You may always feel like you don't quite fit in or that you have to do more research to figure things out. Um, so for instance, you know, I was born into a Christian religion, but I have researched pretty much every religion I can get information on. Um, that's a really rainbow thing to do. If we look at historical rainbows, Tesla is my favorite example. Definitely would have been a rainbow. Um, world changing ideas, bringing the ideas through to the world um, that are going to change the way people think. Um, and the reason why they have trouble aligning themselves with strict belief systems or structures or groups, like I said, is because they're always questioning things. They're always learning new things about themselves or others. And so they will often change beliefs or research other paths or flip and flop between where they are. So if you identified with these, congratulations, you are most likely a rainbow. And like I said, I do have a class on my YouTube that's an hour-long class just talking on the sole purpose of the rainbow and goes a lot more in depth with that than I'm going to go here because I'm really trying to keep this podcast to about 20 minutes or so. But um, I really suggest you guys, highly suggest you guys go watch that. But in understanding that there's great purpose to those that are neurodivergent, that those that are autistic, they're here to change the world. You're here to change the world. I'm here to change the world. And all of a sudden, everything starts to make sense. Everything starts to fall into place of you're not meant to fit in. You're meant to create something new. You're creating something beautiful and amazing. And so if you are a spiritually gifted person and neurodivergent, stop trying to fit into everybody else's groups. Stop trying to fit in, okay? Make your own groups. Make your own place where people can gather with you and you can teach them from your knowledge, from your wisdom. And don't be afraid to do that. There are people who need you. They're going to need what you teach. We're in a great transition right now. And I can tell you guys, I've said this a thousand times. I can't do this alone. I cannot be the only person that talks about these things and helps people with these things. And so if you have spiritual gifts um, and you're hesitant on sharing them or developing them, please do. Please find a trusted mentor. Um, who can help you develop those and get those out with the world. So, um, yeah, I think guys, that's where we're going to end today. And if you need support with that, keep in mind, I have over 110 classes on my YouTube that can help you learn about these things, including a class about the rainbows. Uh, we have healing meditations and of course, we have our groups and membership program on my website as well. So until next time, spiritual humans, I'm sending you all my love. Have a beautiful day.